Hey everyone, before we kick this episode off, I urge everyone listening to like and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you may get your podcast from. So if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating, or also subscribe to us on Spotify. And I urge all of our listeners to head to our website, and you can get more than just our podcast from there. We have news stories all the time there, we have feature articles there, so head to tnpmedia.au, that's tnpmedia.au. Alright, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the podcast. Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, episode 174 of the Talking Power podcast, and we are back with. I'm your host Nick DeCembro. I'm here with co-host Johnny Lardy over there and Todd Brinkworth over there. How are we, guys? Good mate. How you going? I'm going well. Going very well. That's good. Yourself, Todd? Yeah, not too bad. So That's getting good. there slowly. That's <laughs> good. Way to put it. Yeah. That's good. Hey, so, so much been happening. We thought we'd just touch base and get together. We haven't done a podcast for some time. Uh, Simon is unfortunately not available for this one. So I um, I went to chat with him today, but uh, I did call him, but uh, he was a bit busy. So he sent a text message. He sends his apologies in anyway. So he is unable to attend. But he... Um, yeah, he's he's uh, looking forward to the start of the drag race. Well, the drag racing season's actually officially kicked off. So over here in Western Australia, so he's actually quite excited, and he's got a lot of work going on, and and he's in getting a lot of torque converters out the door. So you it's been really know good. It, would you? Sorry, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know that it started. No, no, it has been. It's a good point you raised there. Like the the promotion has been not that great, has it? No. I mean, we're in the automotive scene, so it's not like you wouldn't hear of it, you know, along along the along the way. But yeah, it's very very uh, minuscule. Mm, yeah, to see yeah. any any, any results or any promotion at all. Do you think? What do you think that's all about? Like, is the cost of advertising and marketing like through, expensive now? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, but um, um. Yeah, I just thought, you know, you'd see, a, you'd see a bit more of it. You know, I mean, your algorithms on your socials, you know, as relate to similar interests. So you would think we'd see, you know, a lot more based on the interests that we have, you know, within the street machining and mm. racing, um, you know, uh, sports. So I'd, I'd thought I'd see a lot more of it. I, I, I'm, I, the, the sad thing about the last event was that it was the quarter mile masters and it was a tribute to Ravenswood Raceway and many of the races that raced there in the early days of the motorplex as well. And, you know, there were a lot of cars and a lot of people came out for that. Uh, actually, Todd, I don't know if you were aware, but also Roscoe was invited. Roscoe McGlashan, that is, was invited. They had Dobbo down there as well. So it was, it was, uh, but I, I found out about this after the fact. It would have been good to sort of know like prior to that, don't you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm, I haven't seen anything on Facebook about any events at the Motorplex. 
Mm. And I do actually sort of follow it because I'm always interested to head down there with some of my mates and well yourselves. Yeah. And I'm like yourself, that event, I didn't know until after the fact. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Mm. So um yeah, look, nothing against the motorplex, but also guys, you know, you have you have a lot of social media platforms. Mm. Surely, I don't know, have a look into what's happening because people people want to come and have a look and yeah. After the event's over, isn't a good time to advertise. Yeah, look, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to have a go. Chris, Chris Mitchell's doing that now, so again, I, I think, I think the the event looked really good, and uh, they had some cars. Even uh, Rocco Selvo's car was done up. Uh, they had a vinyl wrap put on that from to as a tribute to Chris Mills' pro stock car back in the eighties, his Camaro. So that was pretty cool. But I think the whole event could have had uh, a bit more promotion. We'll we will help him out with some promotion. We're going to pr- talk about the Golden States coming up this weekend. So I'm heading down to the track. I haven't decided if I'm going Friday night or Saturday night yet, but I'll be down there. I'd never miss the Golden States, so I'm looking forward to heading down there. You guys going to head down as well? Yeah, one night that's better than the other for that for this event. Probably the, the, probably the Friday night. Yeah, probably the Friday night. Uh, Saturday night is eliminations. It just depends on what you want to get out of drag racing. If you want to see, you know, the overall winner, so it's probably better to go for the fr- Saturday night with eliminations. But if you want to see, you know, um, you know, qualifying, obviously the Friday night. It just comes into. I think both nights have have equal value, just different 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 perspex- perspectives of of the sport, basically. And there's a, a, a state uh, championship running event as well, so we have no. local cars racing. Yeah, yeah, it'll be local cars as well. Yeah, yep. So it's the Golden States. It's our, it's our chance for also our WA guys to contribute to their point score in the NDRC. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, I said I haven't decided what night I'm going there. There's so much happening this weekend. It's crazy. You think about yeah. it. We've got also yeah, the festival fun. of motoring in Joondalup as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you've got the. I think it's the Burnout Masters or whatever it's called at Wanneroo. Uh, okay. Yeah, at my car car co raceway, Car okay. Gallo. Yeah, I see. I wasn't aware of that one either. Yeah, I didn't know that one either. It's crazy. It's just it seems to be, yeah, all this sort of, yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. There's not much we can do about that. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be great for an alignment. We always say this on this podcast to have an alignment of of all events, isn't it? It'd be good if we could do that to get all events lined up. Oh, exactly. Oh, you brought, you beat me to it. I've, I've, we've had this sort of chat before. The last few weekends, there's four or five events on a weekend, including. Like car meets, like the other day there was a Japanese car meet, a steel bumper meet, a classic meet, a Porsche meet, a Ferrari meet, and it, and I want to try and get to a couple of them, and it's just mm. impossible. Yeah, and I mean it, it's good proof that you, there's lots of cars to see in Perth, but surely we could line them up a bit better than eight in one day and then nothing for three months. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It's yeah. I guess there's also you know look, look. Let's 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 talk about the elephant in the room right now. Then it's, this is not motorsport or motor and related, but it kind of is. You you just finished talking about like a culmination. Sorry, elephant. There's a few elephants. I think we need to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> there are a few, but let's let's clear one of them first. As people know, I'm I've we were down at the Osmond Park show on the weekend on the Saturday, and um. 
you know, the Osmond Park show once again coincided with the Wanneroo show. Now, for those that are listening overseas or interstate, Osmond Park and Wanneroo are probably, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, 14 kilometres apart. Not very not very far apart. And it always traditionally was the Wanneroo show went first. The week after was the Osmond Park show. Uh, this year and last year, they they made them on the same weekends, and it's really, really so frustrating. From because I, I, from a work point of view, I I go to the Wanneroo show on the Friday night because I help out one of our customers there with their display there, in terms of agriculture, and then with the car club, we we supply cars for the Saturday at the Osmond Park show. Um, yeah, it was just I, I'm. I don't understand how these things happen. Well, I do know how they happen, but it's it's just it needs to stop. We can't have the the two events on the same weekend. It's crazy. Yes. What uh, is the committee the same for the for both events? No, no, or different committees. Committee? Yeah, okay. yeah. So that doesn't help the cause. So, and then to make matters worse, as, as a lot of you probably already know, I've spoken to some of you already, there was a, a lot of incident or uh, some problems at the Osmond Park show, which uh, soured a lot of people's taste in their mouths. So a young gang of kids running riot. And if people saw the police resources that had to go into that to get to, because the, the, the ground security or the, the event security just weren't uh, weren't able to deal with it. They couldn't remove them from the the show. And at the end of the day, these these young kids caused all sorts of dramas. And in the end, if, if honestly, if people saw the amount of taxpayer money that went into removing these kids by virtue of the police, and the police came in pretty heavy too. And to get them out, it's just a, it's just a, it's, it's actually, if I was parents of these children, I'd be so embarrassed by my children's actions that night. So embarrassed. But anyway, this isn't a political, I'm not, you know, this isn't a political <laughs> podcast. This is a motor and a motorsport podcast. So we probably need to get back on point. But the, well, the reality was we couldn't even get the cars out. We did get the cars out safely, but it was in, we had to rush them out because it was getting quite, quite escalated and, uh, Tango three as well was with us as well. We managed to get all out, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 don't know if I'll do it again next year. I'm just not in a position to say that I can do that again next year. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> well, speaking of political, you might as well talk about the other elephant with Carlos Sainz and uh, his ten ten place group penalty. Well, I've got it. I've got it written here in in my notes. So. It's it's funny you should talk about that. So I looked at that. I just wanted to look at as to how that came about. I'm calling it manhole gate. So for those that don't know what <laughs> happened, <laughs> Carlos Sainz in FP2, I think it was. Was it FP2 or FP1? No, no FP, FP1. I yeah. Thought, no, I'm pretty sure it was FP1. Yeah, okay. it was. It was FP1. Yeah. And then they yeah. had to run FP2 late. And that was a whole other debacle as well. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. That finished FP2. Yeah, and and uh, they wouldn't let the crowd in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, manhole gate. They're, 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 this is the official statement that their hands were tied because so Carlos has damaged the vehicle by going over a manhole. He's damaged the floor, and as a result, they had to change. I think they changed just the PU 
in the car. Anyway, yeah, they had to. Yeah. So they did that, and they were, as a result, they were given a 10, it was a 10 place grid penalty, wasn't it? Because it's deemed it's basically, safe. yeah, the power unit's been changed. Uh, but we believe, like any any logical person would believe, that changing that as a result of a fault a fault in the track wouldn't wouldn't give them that penalty. Um, they say their hands were tied because there is nothing in the rules that gave them leeway to avoid the penalty. The International Sporting Code and the F1 Sporting Regulations contain a total of eleven references to force majeure which is defined in the former as an unpredictable, unpreventable and external event. However, the mentions cover areas such as cancellation and postponement of events, withdrawal of entries, change of the driver and other dyno testing regulations. So I I don't understand how that still can't fall into that because it was, you could argue it falls into postponement of I think you could vouch one way or another for it to fall into something like that. But, yeah, it should be. It should just come under pure common sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no, there's none think, of that in Formula I One. I just don't think. I don't think anyone would disagree uh, about you know not giving them a penalty for that. That's ridiculous. I think the other teams were in full full support of of not getting a penalty as well. Mm. That's what doesn't make sense about all of this is that I think everyone was on board with the fact that they shouldn't have been penalised. So I'm not sure why it's well, still. It's it's given it it has a compound effect as well because you know they could have ran one and two in qualifying which they did, and then they could have started one and two in the race, and you know there would have been a bit more protection uh, mm. for the Ferraris, you know, in the early part of that race, and you know in the. I mean, who knows? Max could have still won it, but I think there was a better chance for, for at least a Ferrari win um, yep. if both cars were starting on the front row. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What did you guys think of the actual race itself? Like, I, I, I ended up uh, watching it, and um, so I, <laughs> we won't get into it, but I watched it in. I got a Switzerland feed, so it was in Swiss. And they don't get very excited. I thought they'd be up and about, you know, but they don't get very excited. Their commentary is not 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 inspiring. Let's put it that way. But I, I don't know. I I didn't think it was a great race, to be honest with you. There was like there was that sort of one or two overtaking corners, and that that's about it. It, it was fairly limited in what in overtaking opportunities. What did you guys think of the actual race itself in terms of a race? Yeah, um, overall, um, pretty boring, to tell you the truth. And yep. I am going to name, I am going to name the track Spider Pig because it is it doesn't look Spider Pig. Copyright. <laughs> he definitely looks like today. <laughs> that's well, I can say that. Um, but I mean, it looked very slick. The first opening laps was a bit of carnage, and then it, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty nice. I must admit, I watched the replay today. I didn't watch the mini. I watched the uh, full replay. Mm. I fast-forwarded a couple of laps, and then it was kind of a few reckless moves in F1, which was, I hate to say, excitement. Um, and then, yeah, overall, I don't know. That that main straight is just a snooze fest. Okay, they're doing 300Ks now, but it's too long. 
Yeah. Like, I, yeah. it's just too long. It's just boring. And again, you actually saw how well DRS works when I can't remember who it was. Someone had the wrong wing on and was losing seconds per lap on the main straight. And mm. yeah, I, I hope next year they put a chicane <laughs> in the middle of that main straight or something or do something different. I know it's the main strip of Vegas and it's the whole point of showing off the, the, the gold, what they call it, the gold mile or something in Vegas, don't they? Yeah, but that's the other thing as well. Did it really? I I, I paid really close attention <laughs> to that. Yeah. And I felt it didn't, the, the telecast and the camera angles weren't really, uh, I mean, they that new dome thing, you saw that a few times oh, and you saw yeah. a few of the hotels. But in terms of capturing Vegas for all the lights and glitz and glamour, I think Singapore does a much better job, to be honest. Well, from what I saw, they actually spent a lot of money blocking Vegas out. Or if you were staying in a hotel or walking over a footbridge or something, you couldn't watch the race. Yeah, they and, used that green Hessian, that green or yeah, black Hessian stuff, yeah. And besides that custom-built media centre, pit lane centre they all built in the old the car park of an old hotel, yeah, I'm with you. It, besides a few flash hotels, that was it. That was all you saw. The rest looked like a generic city circuit. Like, there was mm. nothing exciting saying we're in Vegas. Like, I, you know, even the first corner, I don't know, I would have put a big roulette wheel or something there. I don't know. They had fake boats at, in Miami, so do something yeah. crazy at Vegas. Do you think Lewis and Max were on the same page? Like, it, it almost felt like Lewis had a commercial interest in this race, and it felt like Max didn't. And I, 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 I can't... Yeah, but did 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 you get that even today? We're hearing completely con- contradicting views of the race. One coming from the race winner telling us how he didn't use the word boring, but he doesn't call it a race. Like, and I agree with Max on this one. Like you compare it to Spa or some of the other tracks around the world, tracks being the key part of that, I guess. Uh, it's it's very unawe inspiring. And I I actually agree with him to a certain extent, but whereas Lewis, it it almost felt like Lewis had a commercial interest in the race. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I mean, he was glitz and glamour the week before. He rocked up in his satin sequin dress dress pants or his man dress or whatever it was, and did a big parade out in the opening show. Max just cruised out and sort of waved and disappeared, and he got in trouble for that apparently. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't bring entertainment. And it's like, you know, like I know F1's a sideshow, but also this, for, to me, felt too much of a circus where it didn't it, need to be. Max has I never been renowned for, for bringing the show, but has he? No, I think Hamilton's got an interest in America, not not necessarily the race. I think his interest go past the race and, and he's uh, probably his exterior um, investment, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in that country more than anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it shone through. It, it certainly did. It shone through for me. I, I also question, I sometimes think to myself, I'm a bit cynical. I know Formula One's not based on ticket sales anymore and the crowd you get to the event, but they really, they really did not. I, I, I'm not understanding the time frame because the time frame didn't seem to suit anyone, even in Europe. It was seven o'clock in the morning. The race, and and mm. having FP one and FP two. It suited me perfectly. I think it was beautiful yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, <afternoon. laughs> 
it was it was it was for for perth and western standard time and then all the countries above us in the asian pacific region it was the perfect time two o'clock in the afternoon that's how europe yeah europe gets it in normally three o'clock in the afternoon but i don't get that i don't get why it wasn't convenient for them but it wasn't convenient for the americans like on the eastern seaboard like new york and the eastern seaboard of the u.s the race started at ten over there. It started at twelve at midnight. I, I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not, I don't understand that. There's something, there's something that fundamentally that I'm not understanding about this race. Yeah. Hey, I'm about to say, even sorry, Johnny, cut you off. Even as a fan, did you see the ticket prices? The like people paying four or five grand for a ticket to go watch F1. Uh-huh. It, it was a circus, and in fact, my uh, my Instagram feed, you know, I'm sounding very swishier. The amount of poses in the in like that I follow in America, like drift guys and classic car collectors that just went and posed at the F1. Mm. I I literally turned Instagram off today. I actually for the first time in a while went, just piss off. You're not you're not fans of the racing. You're there to pose. Piss off. And they treated the fans like absolute garbage from what I've heard. I actually had a friend that managed to manage to be there for F1. And he said they treated, if you were just the entry-level fan at F1 in Vegas, you were treated like scum. And it cost him a couple of grand to get into F1. And he was staying there in Vegas already. So that brings me to my next point then. Did you notice that there wasn't a focus? Again, because I'm always watching the camera angles. Did you notice there wasn't a focus on the crowd or grandstands? Yes. Yes, I, I did Yeah, I, I'm not sure you just mentioned it now. I didn't, yeah, you didn't really see anything like that. Yeah. So, but look at a MotoGP race, right? Look at a MotoGP race, no matter where they race in the world, most, most places. If you look at the camera shots, they always, even before the race, the end of the race, but even during the race, the camera, why the camera angles are positioned, it's a big, big focus on, on the crowd. You know, you you know some of the countries we go, they travel to as well. You're seeing the flares, and we see that in Formula One too. But I noticed for this race here, there was no focus on the crowd at all. Like I, I struggled to see crowd. Watch watch on Reaper for our listeners. I wonder if they even had a grandstand. Like, did they have grandstands, or was it just like walking? I don't believe so. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't don't think so. No, they did kind of have a grandstand above the central media area area or next to, from what I believe. Mm-hmm. But the tickets were something astronomical US, like just astronomical amounts of money. Yep. Um, I I fell over backwards when I found out the price. I can't remember it right now. I'll try and look for it in a second. But it was just um, I. It was offensive, if you ask me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There has been a big revolt about that, and for for a sport that's trying to build a US market. I'm not convinced that's the right way to go about it. I'm not sure what Liberty, Liberty Media were thinking when they when they pitched the whole Vegas idea, but but clearly, the Bellagio was chips in on this race. I, I don't care what anyone said, <laughs> and I, I, I say that with tongue in cheek, but and, and a bit of pun as well. They had to have been chips in on this race. They would have heavily subsidised the race. You have to have some sort of input when you think. Yeah. Yeah. Like to finish, you know, the and the water, yeah. the water, the water the, for that, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Even some of the others would as well, the Paris yeah. and all those ones that you know, just, mm. 
But apparently they had to pay that sphere as well, like because that sphere um, can't, can't be used while the race is on. Formula One actually has to pay them. So God knows what that would have cost them just to not use it. And I think they have to use the car park next to it as well. So yeah. big dollars that he spent there. Mm. Yeah. I noticed that they used it. The sales force was quite prominent in their advertising on that sphere. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm not completely convinced it was for the benefit of the sport, but I don't think they do things that are sometimes the benefit of the sport. So, yeah, it's um, it's just an it's an interesting one, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that that race progresses. It's a, it's a real shame, you know, because I really love Austin, Texas. I think that's a great race, and we started. The Formula One's been in the U.S. for many years and it's come and gone in the U.S. for many years, Detroit and other places as well. But it's sad that the, all the hard work of recent years that they've done in Austin, Texas, I think a lot of it has been undone by uh, yesterday's race. But anyway, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's hard for the first one. I think, you know, you're only going to tell after the after another one if they can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I can fine tune them a bit. So, mm. um, I actually didn't mind the race itself, to be honest with you. If you look at the in the scheme of things of the races during the year, <clears throat> Max has always run, run away with them. And this one here, there's a bit of you know, with Checo not having the right wing and and Leclerc actually coming back. Like normally, they just drive past and they drive off into the sunset. And this one, it wasn't it wasn't as obvious as past races. So there's a little bit of a little bit of hope here and there and, and, and there was probably yeah. you know yeah, I know the, the main straight's probably a bit boring but you know it, it still I don't know still threw up some bit of a challenge or some bit of mm. you know something different compared to to the past races or um, yeah. yeah it didn't it wasn't wasn't as dominant as uh, as the past ones anyway so. mm. In the limo ride back to the, the trophy presentation. Oh, that was, that's a joke, but come on, man. Like, you know, it was just, I think I fell asleep, I think I fell asleep three times by the time they they finished the race to the actual podium because they were all just always sitting around just waiting for something to happen. So I need to look at that. I, then I should have done that today, but I didn't get a chance. But I need to look at where the, where the, where the cars parked at the pit, pit lane how far away the Bellagio is, but it seemed, I think it was about a seven-minute limo ride. I know the limo wasn't cutting it up, but <laughs> it seemed like a it seemed like a reasonable distance away. So, And that was kind of weird as well. Um, not weird. I shouldn't say weird. If that's, that's how they roll, that's how they roll. But it's not something that we've seen before. Basically, mm. where the race finishes, where the cars go into the pit lane uh, or park firme, whatever it is, may be, where that is is generally speaking, the trophy presentation is not too yeah. far away. It's walking distance, or but for them to get into a limo, and it was really awkward as well because at yeah. first, did you guys notice the, yeah, the, the guy red... got in the car? Yeah, he the, got in the, the poor bloke, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was told to get out. So then yeah. he gets out, so and then where they put him in the boot he must have had another car or something there had to have been another car i think i think there was another limo actually i think there was another limo right behind him so i don't but know Nick, it was Nick, you, you speak about awkward did you see how many awkward moments there were from the 
the moment that events started. So then, mm. There was all these awkward moments. Like they had someone, you know, introducing the, the drivers and they're just standing there around like, like, what the hell's going on? Like, what am I doing now? Like, yeah. they'll do something and then it's a, there's these two-minute pauses, like, what's supposed to be happening because we've never done this before yeah. in, in any race weekend. So those awkward moments went through the whole weekend. The only thing that wasn't awkward about the weekend was seeing Danica Patrick. And that's all I've got to say about the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. She's awesome. Yeah. She's good. She <laughs> offers good insight to this. Well, it was good. It was good no. seeing her and, and Martin, Martin drive around the track. That was, that was, uh, that was quite fun as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, look, I, I, it, that's why we do the podcast. We, we take the Mickey. And uh, we don't, don't, you know, if you're listening to us right now, yep, we probably, we're not journos. We don't work full time in this industry. <laughs> are you uh, alluding to the? Are you alluding to the next elephant in the room? Yeah, the next or... elephant in the room. The next <laughs> elephant in the room is the commentary we got, we got a few weeks ago. I, I haven't got it here, but it was words to the effect of basically. These guys don't know a lot about supercars. He goes, it's actually quite embarrassing. He goes, I don't know why they talk about supercars because they don't like like them. They don't know much about them. But the pod's still pretty good. Or words to that effect. Maybe I should read it out verbatim, but it was it was words to that effect. <laughs> if you're listening to us, we just take we're not we don't take the Mickey. We just we view motorsports. I think we're a little bit different. I like to view motorsports in a media lens as well. Because I think that offers that's that's what I think we're good at. We don't we don't listen we don't talk about motorsports and say you know these guys should be running a you know you know have different a camshaft or you know what I mean set up their motor differently or they got the wrong tune. We don't know that stuff. We don't talk about that stuff. Sometimes Simon gets a bit technical, but he's qualified to talk in that nature. But our view of motorsports is a media one, and you know okay we don't we don't know the ins and outs of supercars. Uh, but we don't pretend to either, I don't think. I think we just take it to our, our own personal limits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just our own personal view. So, uh, look, I mean, we don't get too much negative feedback, but that was one that we got a couple of weeks ago, and I thought oh, I'll just bring it up on the podcast. So uh, at the end of the day, at, uh, you know, if you want, and it's funny enough, hey, I think it, that was a V8 it, Sloop it, post. It, it, people think we're a joke, it's perfect, perfect for supercars. We're a joke. Supercars is a joke. It just goes hand in hand. It's true. It's true. And, uh, you know, we we love the sport. Johnny, talk us through. It's funny you should mention that because you've been talking, you've been banging on for some time now about going GT4. Supercars should have adopted the GT4 model. Uh, If we we post or repost what John Bauer wrote on the weekend, uh, he said words to the exact same. Re- replicating exactly what we've been talking about probably yeah. for the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny hearing it for someone of that caliber, you know what I mean? Because um, obviously we're not experts and according to this other guy, we don't know nothing. So, mm. um, but to hear it from someone like him, um, you know, it means there's probably, you know, uh, there, there's more to it. There, there is some more reason, um, you know, reasons why, they that that maybe it's probably too late in in now, but maybe it's um something that they should have uh, should have looked into. We hope you're liking this podcast. If you are, head to our iTunes or Spotify um, podcast channel and like and subscribe. 
to us there. Also, head to our website, tnpmedia.au. You can get all of our episodes, every single one we've ever recorded, from our website there as well. There's also a heap of YouTube content, so head to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us there. That's Talking Power. Wherever you get us, make sure you like and subscribe us there. Uh, we can really do with the, uh, the subs. Thanks, everyone. Now back to the second half of the podcast. It would have been more cost uh, prior to the supercar, prior to the Gen Three car. Yeah. Well, the, the the ledger. Look, we, we're only going by reports at this stage, but supercars are not in the greatest financial uh, position at the moment. So, race uh, who owns supercars is not tracking that well. If we looked at it from a financial point of view. And it's interesting to know that they own basically 60% of all the cars as well. So I don't know how that augurs with the teams. I don't know if that's just a uh, on-paper thing. Um, but if the cost of these cars went from what was supposed to be 400000 then it was went up to 500000 They're talking these things are now a million dollars. Now, mm-hmm. GT4 racing doesn't have any, doesn't get up anywhere near that sort of dollar mark. It's not cheap, no. We're not saying it's cheap, but it's not. It's it's far more economical and more cost uh, driven in terms of of alluring people into the sport than what a supercar is. You know, a supercar they're talking yeah. like over a million dollars now. Yeah, and it's off the shelf. You know. Yep. Um, and all the, we're always talking about. Oh, you guys, you know, it doesn't matter about. Um, you know. It shouldn't matter about the relativity to to road going cars, and it, it does it does relate. It, it, you know what I mean? It's still always motorsports always going to relate back to to road going cars, and there's nothing more, you know, that relates more than the than the G, a GT car to, mm-hmm. to your road going cars. It might not be a Falcon, or it might not even be um, a, a Camaro or a Mustang, but even you know. Uh, the GT category where, you know, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, um, it, it's relatable. It's relatable to to um, an everyday road-going car. Yeah. It's kind of the last bastion but of production racing, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's it's there's, there's not much... There's not much left in terms of production car... It's not a production car race, but it's, it's the last bastion of similar vehicles... Or, you know, cars that you can buy from the factory, GT4, you can buy from a factory, from the factory and race it. That's kind of it. I don't know of too much else where we can, well, TCR, close maybe, you know, but those, that's getting few and far between. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's that's how how touring cars started. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's right. Yep. While we're talking, while I mentioned TCR, what do you guys think of uh, the 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 um TCR? Well, actually, I mean, it's it's wrapped up for this year, so that was another another great year. But we're not likely to see it on stand again next year. What did you guys think of that? Well, I think it's uh, going forward. It's obviously going to be better for the sport if it's on free to air. You know that that series is going to lend itself better to free to air, and and it's only going to help it long term, I think, um, if they can just show it, um, you know, without having to pay pay for it. Yeah. 
that yeah. free-to-air model is what the NDRC are you going to be using, and that's what Top Fuel Australia used in the lead-up to to now to the championship we have now. And I've got to say, it is an excellent product. It is a great product. That free-to-air seven, so it's not it's the seven uh, plus product. So it's that doesn't come through digitally uh, via the digital. Um, TV uh, signal it comes through over the internet on Seven Plus. So uh, most TVs now have the Seven Plus app in them. So, and I must say, it's an excellent product for drag racing. It has been a godsend in many ways, and I hope I really do because we all like TCR, but I don't think Stan and the paid subscription really worked for that. Really worked for that sport. No, no, I don't think so. Just. I think it was the wrong, uh, those TV ideas have done at the wrong time for that sport as well, you know, um, yep. with COVID and that hurt them and being, you know, pay TV, I think it didn't, didn't help them much um, to come back. Yeah, yeah. Todd, what do you reckon? Like, I mean, what sports What sports do you think can get away with a paid subscription? Motorsports, that is. I, I think there's only a handful of them left. I think NASCAR still do it. They could get away with it. Formula One obviously gets away with it. Uh, supercars um, get away with it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to tell you, even supercars. Supercars should be back on Channel 7 or Channel 10, free to wear every race. Yep. And you'd get an audience back. You'd get it back. I, I hate to say it, but it'll never go back to FTA free to air, not supercars. Oh, I know that. that, that um, their reliance on 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 TV money is is right up here now, and yeah. for them to go back down to here, uh, they need a substantial change in the way they do things, and that's the problem. When you take the check and you make the the sport revolve around the check the, the and afl is exactly the same they take the check once you take the check it be go it's really hard to go back again yeah yeah understand, yep. tcr um, were able to get away with it because i think it was only, they were only two years in this contract was supposed to be longer but it's going to be cut short uh, yeah, okay. yeah so I, otherwise i can't really think of anything else i mean i'll be honest even though i had stan and had, had tcr mm. watch well, sorry, I had the, the the sports package on TCR, uh, on Stan. I um I struggled to watch it sometimes because it's just they never had the short the minis or the replays or anything. It was you had to watch the full two and a half three hours, which I don't mind, but it, it made it difficult. I think they do, but it's it's so, not for a three or it's not for about it's a, it's a little bit longer. Oh, you know, yeah, sorry. to roll yeah. out. Yeah, they they definitely do have it because um yeah I I. I uh, yeah, I've watched those uh, the mini races. You know, if if I couldn't watch them live, I just went back and watched the highlight of the races. Mm. It's pretty good. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, they, uh, just while we're on PCR, uh, the Hyundai uh, sedan, the M Power, not only did it win, not only did it win uh, the Australian Championship, it won the World Tour as well. Yes, you pointed that out. So congratulations <laughs> to all the in-sport in owners out there that are listening, Johnny included. Congratulations! It was a great win, and uh, it was went down to the wire, but didn't it? it wasn't didn't come easy? Well, the the yeah the the well it was between the hatch and the sedan at the end of it, and yeah. the 
the Hats dropped the ball at Bathurst and, and the, the Sedan took the win. So Yeah. Yep. What did you think of that 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 actually and I, and it's a, it's a shame. It really is a shame that it wasn't uh it was on stand and wasn't on free to air, but we were lucky enough to watch it on stand thanks to Todd. Yeah. But what did you think of the the link uh, company coming here and rolling out like <laughs> Was that like that's back to the old days of like that reminded me of 1987 to be honest, Texaco Sierras. <laughs> well, where did these guys come from? I have never heard of a Lincoln Co until that that race. Well, was that incredible? Their dominance they were they were a strong they were a strong team, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, but man, like they they've never raced at that track before. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, but what did you think? I mean, you 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 watched it as well. Oh, yeah, bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, again, I didn't watch much. I, got, I can't remember what happened. I started watching the replay, got sidetracked, and, yeah, that was about it. So At one stage, those guys were running first, second, third, and fourth, I thought. They had their first four cars. Yeah. Yeah. The first, two, And then the, the fifth car was like, I think he was running in seventh or eighth. He was, yeah, but oh, a, a massive dominance in the – in the sport, obviously on the world stage, they're quite a quite a dominant team, I guess. Yeah, it was yeah. good to see, and it was good to see teams coming over to Australia to support that event. Um, yeah, crowd definitely. numbers didn't look that great, to be honest. That I don't know what the numbers were, and I've had difficulty trying to retrieve the TV numbers as well. I did, I don't know if it just didn't rate enough that it, there's no numbers, but I haven't been able to pull the numbers from that event where I normally get my TV numbers from. So um, interesting. Hopefully that event is scheduled. That event is scheduled to be back next year. So I hope, I hope that can see that through. Yeah, hopefully. We I need to also congratulate all our listener and a guest as well on his 12th championship. We were lucky enough to see him yesterday, actually in the flesh. Yeah. yeah Tony Riccadello. Yeah. That's the thing. It's interesting. He, he mentioned a few things. That you don't, um, that we don't see on. Well, we I asked him a few things that got portrayed on the TV, and he and uh, I, I don't want to go into detail because it's his story to tell. But yeah, it was definitely um, how he described it was definitely different to how they portrayed in the media. That's for sure. With regards to the competitors and some of the issues they may or may not have. So yeah. oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was difficult to find yesterday, and. Um, yeah, he's already um, he's already started playing for next year, which is good. Yeah, my discussion with him was cut short yesterday because I said hello, how are you going, and we were having a quick chat, and then uh, he left his headlights on in the Camaro. So I said, "You've left your headlights on," and so he quickly raced back to turn them off. And then when he came back, I was I was talking to someone else, so I didn't get a chance to talk to him again. But uh, yeah, it was good to see him, and yeah, twelve championships—that's awesome work for Tony. So. I think that's a, a magnificent achievement and not something that you see very often these days, is it? No, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. And for, for him to have that, for, for him to have the break and come back and do that, like that's, that's another you know, achievement in itself, you know? Um, it, 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 it is. It is. I mean, the car had been parked up for, for quite some time. So to do that is, is amazing, really, when you think about it. Yeah. And um, obviously he he's uh, he, you know he's, he's got um he's got, uh, I don't want to get it wrong but he's got four kids and obviously the boy uh, Orlando plays soccer you know at first and 
he he coaches his son's team as well. So he to find the time to do all these things um, and still do that, it's, uh, it's a credit to him. It is incredible because you know you know yourself like junior sport the involvement that you require just as a parent. Correct, just as a parent. Then <laughs> to be the coach as well, that's a, that's yep. a, like two or three tiers up from the parents' involvement. And, and then and then it, you know obviously runs a, a business as well, and he's got yep. employees, and mm. so he's got you know those commitments, family commitments, you know sporting commitments, and then still do still do this. I mean, he did say yesterday, <clears throat> you know, he's got. Obviously, relationships with people and uh, you know in over east, so you know that obviously is a good uh, good help for him um, yeah. to have those because if you can't, if you don't have that, it would be be so hard to 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 do what he's doing anyway. Yeah, yeah, most certainly, yeah, yep. And I, I know, I know, you got to have yeah good relationships with people like where you can leave the car over there. Mm-hmm. In saying that, the car did come back this this time around. Like in between, I think it was. Was it the gold between the in between Gold Coast and Bathurst that came back here to WA to get to get freshened up? So it didn't it didn't stay over there for Bathurst. So it came back to WA, got freshened up, then had to go back to Bathurst. So that's a significant um, mm. achievement, really. And doing it from WA, there's no rounds here in WA at all. That's right. So yeah. you know, and it's hard. It's hard. So. No, congratulations to him. Congratulations there. Todd, what have you got coming up? Have you got anything on the radar you want to tell us about what you're working on? Um, not really. Um, I unfortunately missed the GT fabrication sprint down in Bunbury the weekend just gone. Yep. Um, apparently that was a pretty awesome. They had 106 cars entered, which was wow. a huge turnout. Um on behalf of, of course, Targa Events, our friend uh, Ross at Targa Events, they're now called. Yep. Um, and uh, there were a few incidents, unfortunately. A few people um, lost wheels and other bits and pieces, but everyone made it out okay, unscathed. There was no major incident. That's the most important thing, yep. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I'm just trying to think. I mean, I, I actually just put the calendar up and saw Golden States this weekend. We've already mentioned that. Mm. And... Um, I believe there's a big Japanese car meet happening at the Motorplex in December called okay. Tokyo Street, which last right. year, um, yeah, I, I didn't make it last year, but apparently they drew a massive crowd. Um, so, yeah, okay. and that's that's about it. It's kind of, um, yeah, both my cars are kind of put away at the moment and I'm just sort of waiting until next year for a few things to fall in place and I'll um, get both cars out again, basically. That's no, good. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? Upcoming events. So we'll just. Go, I've got a list of them here. Uh, so we've got June Up uh, Festival of Motoring that's coming up this weekend. That's the twenty fourth to the twenty sixth of November. Then Classic Cars and Coffee will be. They're having an event there as well at the twenty sixth of November. Then they're having another one back at we're back at UWA on the third of December. Then on New Year's Eve, the 31st of December. I know that one's always huge, the 31st yeah. of December. That's always a massive event. So head down to UWA for that. Also support Jason as well, Jason Fuller, Custom Cars and Coffee. He's having his Motorplex event. That's always massive, 17th of December at the Perth Motorplex. And he's, he's got a TBA got... for this. Sorry, go on, Todd. He's actually got – it keeps changing, though, Jason, if you're listening – 
it keeps changing. He's got Midland this weekend, but it's changed dates and then it's cancelled and it's on again and I don't quite know what's happening. Yeah, if that's a, it's a to be advised at this stage for this weekend, so I, I don't know. Jason, if you're listening, let us know uh, and we can let our listeners know. But, yeah, it's a to be advised for this weekend uh, and then the 17th at the Motorplex. So, yeah. Yep, and as I mentioned before, Golden State's this weekend as well. So there's a lot going on in Perth. And then then we've got the Christmas pageant. Everyone's laughing now. <laughs> why would we care about the Christmas pageant? But the Christmas pageant is the 2nd of December. Cannot wait. We've organized some great cars for that event, and I'm looking forward to it. We've even got a tractor coming this year. We've organized a tractor for one the Tony Gallardi float. So you cannot miss Tony Gallardi. He'll be pulled by a brand new case 115C Farmall. So looking forward to that as well. Plus all the yeah. other cars. We got some we got some surprises in there this year. You'll be surprised. Some of the cars we've got coming. Cool. What about awesome. you, Johnny? What have you got coming up? What's on the schedule? Oh, probably probably part of all the ones that you've just mentioned, I think. Um other than that, yeah, I just I can't think. Uh, what have we got? What have we got? Ah, three months. That's it. I think there's nothing. Um, nothing over and above what uh, what you already mentioned in the, in regards to events. Maybe a couple of club runs um, along the way, and yeah, we'll start planning for the um, for the uh, sunset at Hearn Hill. Um, yes, sunset and, at Hearn Hill uh, at Northern Hill. Um, yep, a couple of weeks into into December. And I've got invited, I know it's a long way away, but I've just got invited to um, the 60th anniversary of the EH, I think it is. It's going to be oh, in wow. April at um, Centenary Gardens. Does that make sense to you? Is that uh, Centenary? No, I'm not familiar yeah, with it. So we'll have to, uh, yeah, look at that one closer to the day, but yeah. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Yeah, there yeah. is a lot going on. So, yeah, you can catch us at Sunset at Hearn Hill. Um, definitely the three of us will be there. Todd, I think you're coming. You don't... You, you, yeah, yeah, no, I'm in, yeah. Yep, and and Northern Steel the week after the 14th of January in uh, Perry Lakes. Yeah, we'll talk about it off air, but it looks good news that my new job doesn't have me going away as much as I thought. So I'll be oh, around cool. for a lot of events. Yep. Which is it's good for me because I actually want to be at the events. Probably not good for the hip pocket. I need to go away and earn the money, but hey, whatever. Fair I'd rather enough. come hang out at car shows than be working FIFA all the time. Yeah. We're really looking forward to those, those, those events that are coming up. So Sunset at Hearn Hill will be on the 6th of January, and then we've got the 14th of January at Perry Lakes as well. Sunset at Hearn Hill will be at um, Swan Athletics Club in uh, Hearn Hill, actually. So it's a great, great afternoon out and we'll be joined with our friends at 88.5 fm jimmy and carlos will be there pumping the tunes out as well so hopefully we get a uh we'll get a few interviews in for that one as well um christmas podcast is still can't can't confirm anything yet but as you know all of our listeners know we always do a special christmas podcast we will do something. We just don't know exactly. We've got a couple of irons in the fire. We're waiting to hear back from a few people in terms of just confirming a date. Will be something different, uh, but we cannot have, we cannot let 2023 finish. Just getting blown away here. We cannot let 2023 finish 
we've had a Christmas podcast. I think a lot of people expect it now because it's like a kind of a staple in our podcast, isn't it, really? Yeah. We've been doing it. It'll be my first one, so it'll be uh, it'll be good. It is. It's a lot of fun. We did the first one right here, actually. We're like literally just sitting over here. Yeah. The first one back in two thousand and seventeen. No, oh, yeah. no, it was no, no, it was two thousand and eighteen. Actually, it was the year after. We didn't do it the first year. The first year, I did. I interviewed a whole lot of um, sponsors for the Camry, but. The year after, we just did it literally. The first one we ever did was just literally sitting just behind this sign here. We did it on a Sunday afternoon, but it's morphed into something. I like to think that we keep keep growing on it. So um, we'll keep you posted. We'll let everyone know. We're trying to bring people together on this one here. So we haven't quite worked it out. It's only the 20th of November. When I say only, it's getting time's getting away from us. But hopefully we'll have something sorted out soon. Cool. All right, Johnny. How about yourself? Anything else? Then any 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 work on um, the hot rod? No work on the hot rod. Uh, we we picked up some carbies in the manifold. Um, just popped up on marketplace. It was exactly what I needed. So I grabbed them within the last couple of weeks. Um, cool. and we'll probably make some plans to to get onto that during the um during the, the summer break. Um, but I do want to just say congratulations to my mate and uh, uh, my neighbour Andrew Priola for his podium on the weekend at the uh, King of Wings. Yep. So yeah, he uh, started on pole for the for the feature and then managed to to bring it home in third, which is his first podium for the year. And I think probably even just his maybe his second or third podium in uh, in his sprint cars uh, history. So. Yeah, he's moving up and hopefully he can uh, get that first spot, you know, um, before the season ends. Oh, congratulations, Andrew. That's well, job well done. Job well done. He's a great guy, Andrew. The whole Priolo family, great, great family, actually. So yeah. big congratulations yeah. to them. All right. Well, I think that's it for me as well. I am have been just so time poor that I have not touched my car for, you know, when before I even went to Italy, I, did, I got the guards off it and I had it ready for the rust repair. And that was before I went to Italy. That was in September. Here we are in November. I haven't touched it since I came back from Italy. Have not touched it. <laughs> Have not laid a finger on it. So I need to get busy with that as well. But I need to just try and find some time. Like last weekend was just an, you know, we've Wanneroo show, then Osmond Park show, and then our coffee catch up that we do. Uh, once a month as well. That hell fell on the same weekend. It's just time got away from me. So anyway, I'm just gesturing to my son. He wants to know if he can go have a shower. Yes, <laughs> you can have a shower. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is the Talking Power podcast, episode 174. You can get us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, or also on 88.5 FM Saturday mornings in the Swan Valley area. You can also head to tnpmedia.au or talkandpower.com.au. Benzene detailing, where do we go to see, where do we get your um, socials from, Johnny? Yeah, so Facebook's uh, Benzene Detailing, Instagram and uh, YouTube. Um at Benzines, and if you want to jump on to our online store, it's uh, benzinestation.com.au. And uh, 
yeah, jump on there quickly because uh, we've got some new stuff coming up, especially for Krishna, I suppose. You can get yourself oh, cool. some nice shirt. Um, yeah, I don't think we've promoted that one yet. So hopefully in the next month, we'll just ramp that up. This shirt that I'm wearing right now, I love it. <laughs> love this shirt. So get get onto it. I know everyone's listening to us, but I've got, I'm wearing one right now. Todd, where can we get your socials from? Um, I'm still at towards the brink underscore plan B. Yep. And that's most of my motorsport stuff. Um, not a lot happening there at the moment, but again, new year. I keep saying it, but big plans. Cool. Um, I actually have done some a bit of work to the Evo at the moment, and it's big, big surprise for the new year. We'll be going to panel beater and just okay. getting a nice, nice clean up and just getting a nice. I've picked up a lot of bits and pieces to make it back to back to original. I'm not going to make it too fancy, no carbon fiber bits or race car bits, just mm. bring it back to its glory. And um, after it's spray paint, I'll probably come to see Johnny and get him to give me a hand to give it a nice, nice freshen up and detail it. And then it'll be the the museum piece. I'll still drive it, but it'll be the museum piece. Fair enough. Cool. That's fair enough. So sounds good. All right, guys. Well, look, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us on this podcast, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, it'll be our Christmas podcast episode, and we'll have Simon on as well. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. It's great to great to see you again, and we'll see you soon. Take care. All right, thanks, Nick. Yeah,